It's the Bradfield Weather Podcast, underwritten by McAllen Construction. McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nail. I am Dan Lavallo. He is meteorologist Brad Field. We are putting this podcast together on Thursday, January the 12th, in the morning at around 9.30 or thereabouts. And Brad, believe it or not, I'm looking outside my window and I'm seeing something I haven't seen much of this winter, <laughs> snow. Absolutely, Dan. And I'll move aside a little bit. I think you can see behind me that, um, well, for the people that are watching on YouTube, uh, you can see behind me that there is some snow here in East Windsor. So a little bit of an overperformer. Uh, so for folks driving around in the late morning, um, but but here again, Dan, as it's been the case so often this year, it's going to rain. It's going to turn to rain. The snow, believe it or not, is associated with an approaching warm front. So once the warm front goes through, it's going to rain overnight tonight, and it's going to rain hard. I think something like on the order of an inch or so of rain coming in tonight. And um, I told you off air, Dan, I was reminded of the Don Henley song, this is the last worthless evening that we'll have to spend. And, you know, putting that in the podcast terms, I know the people that listen to our podcast, I know the people that view the podcast know that I am a diehard snow lover. And believe it or not, I think once we get to the podcast next Thursday, what would that be? The 19th, next Thursday, the 19th. Right. We are going to have a lot of action in it. So this is perhaps the last, I'm not going to say worthless podcast, but this is the last snowless podcast uh, or snow drought podcast that we'll have to uh, talk about because I do see those uh, significant changes getting getting uh, underway. Dan, I've got to tell you something. I, I just looked at it across the room here and I'm, I'm not going to say the name because it will start blabbing. But if you say, hey, S-I-R-I, okay, play the Bradfield Weather Podcast, it plays. I have, I have um, yes. cousins in California. I have cousins in Florida. I have family in Texas. And they all want to you know, they, they all want to hear what I have to say about the weather back in New England or, you know, on the national scale, Dan. And I take my hat off to you because you figured out how to get us in all the podcast directories and everything. But I, it's as simple as saying, hey, S-I-R-I, play the Bradfield Weather Podcast. And then it starts playing. I mean, this, this is great, Dan. This was the, absolutely great job on your part. Thank you. And I haven't tried it with my, I also have down in the basement when I work out, which is becoming more and more rare as I get older. But A-L-E-X-A, <laughs> if you say mm -hmm. that word, play the Bradfield, I'm, I'm sure it probably would. So I haven't tested it on that yet, but I know it works on, hey, S-I-R-I. So uh, thank you to you for that. Well, my pleasure. And I'm glad to hear that uh, your relatives can uh, pick up the podcast anywhere in the world, really. And anybody can listen to the podcast anywhere in the world. That's what makes this technology here in the 21st century so fascinating. And I know when it comes to forecasting the weather, 
It's also fascinating, and we're going to get to that in just a bit as far as the various computer models. But I know you want to take a look at what's on the weather map, our on the weather map segment. What does that look like? Well, Dan, the the snow this morning on Thursday, uh, January 12th, is associated with an approaching warm front. And I know a lot of the uh, morning meteorologists on TV are scrambling right now. They were kind of caught off guard by this because uh, the plow or the sander went by. If, if you're watching, you can you can see on the road that it's, it's just kind of wet now. I think they put down some sort of uh, sand or chemical or something like that. But the, the road about an hour ago was all snow covered. So, you know, folks driving around had to be a little bit on the careful side. Uh, again, we do our updates. I wake up in the morning with my wife. Uh, you know, she goes off to work and, and uh, we get up around 5.30, quarter, six, something like that. And while I'm making the coffee for my wife and me, and I, I sit down with my iPad and I make the forecast and I, I send it to you. So every morning the forecast is posted on bradfieldweather.com. And we did talk about this this morning, about snow going till about midday and then turning over to rain. But it is associated with a warm front that's coming up from the south. Right now it's about on the uh, uh, latitude of Atlantic City. But that warm front is going to come through overnight tonight, and we will be in the warm sector tonight and early in the day on Friday. Now, with this warm front coming through overnight and in the vicinity of the warm front, it is going to rain and it's going to rain hard. Temperatures today will be in the 30s, rising into the 40s overnight tonight and could even touch uh, low 50s sometime tomorrow morning, which would be Friday, January 13th. But then we'll see some brightening in the afternoon. The cold front will sweep through and the temperatures will drop from the 50s down into the 40s. Now on Saturday, we'll have a cold high pressure system over the eastern Great Lakes region, a northerly flow kind of breezy across Connecticut with temperature readings in the 30s. So if you want to go skiing or something this weekend, there should be adequate time for the, uh, the ski areas to make some snow. Really not... Uh, so great probably in Connecticut, but it should get up into the Berkshires and the greens of Vermont and the whites of New Hampshire. It should be pretty good. And then another nice day coming up on Sunday. This is a big uh, weekend for the ski areas. It looks like high pressure and control over West Virginia, uh, sunny skies, temperatures here in Connecticut again in the 30s. Of course, if you're heading up into ski country, plan on 20s over the weekend. Uh, for uh, ML Key, uh, King Jr. Day on Monday, it looks like uh, high pressure is going to be uh, located uh, right over the eastern Canada uh, border, reaching down to the north and south Carolina border region. Sunshine again, uh, temperatures in the 30s to near 40. Tuesday, we'll see a low-pressure system moving across the Great Lakes. So it's going to move from the Great Lakes to Nova Scotia. So if you if you drew a straight line from the Great Lakes to Nova Scotia, that straight line would be north of us. So again, it looks like we will be on the warm side. It looks like we will see a period of rain coming in on Tuesday with temperatures moving on up into the 40s. Uh, Wednesday, that low off Nova Scotia departing. Thursday, a week from today, we'll have a low pressure system over Chicago, Dan. So, and that is going to lead to some 
long-term weather ramifications, and uh, we'll get into that in just a moment. Cisco just heard a loud boom. If you hear Cisco uh, kind of <laughs> barking in the background, uh, I think I think it was a plow truck that went by and maybe dropped the plow or something like that, and it, it's got him quite concerned. I think Cisco wants that snow. I think Cisco's getting a little edgy and wants the snow to come. Is what I think. He is. He's my. He's my best friend. I mean, Dan. He does not leave my side when I'm home during the day. So I'm up in the library right now doing the the podcast. So he, of course, came up into the the library with me. So, uh, but he's usually good. He hardly ever barks. But when when you know. The, the worst thing is if the doorbell rings. If the doorbell ever rang during the middle of one of our podcasts, I think we'd have to put it on hold. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so that's the on the weather we, maps. We, we and it. we get down to the Chicago storm next Thursday. So in other words, a week from today. And it, we, along the theme of the, the last uh, snow drought podcast, uh, We've got some news for you as we go long range. We will return to the Bradfield Weather Podcast in just a moment, but I want to talk a bit about our underwriters for the Bradfield Weather Podcast, McAllen Construction, a full-service construction company located centrally in the state of Connecticut, servicing the entire state for more than a quarter of a century. McAllen Construction is a woman-owned, small-minority business on call 24 7 365 days a year. McAllen Construction is licensed with the state of Connecticut and insured. Licensed as a major contractor, new home construction contractor, plumbing and piping limited P7, home improvement contractor, and subsurface sewage installer, utility carpentry excavation. And did I say snow removal? And if you heard Brad talking about snow... Let's not give up on winter just yet. We're just getting started, and there will be snow. Snow removal, by the way, for residents, commercial businesses, and state and local governments. Call McAllen Construction today at 203-758-3474, 203-758-3474, or go online, McAllenConstructionCT.com, McAllenConstructionCT.com. McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nail. Brad and I are honored that McAllen Construction helps to underwrite the Bradfield Weather Podcast. Well, Brad, as we uh, look at long range, you, you talk about the computer models, and uh, we had mentioned at the start of the podcast how we would take a computer model tour and that's what yeah. is leading you to the long range. So what does that tour look like? All right, uh, Dan, there are various computer models that we utilize. And the European computer model goes out 240 hours. So in other words, 10 days. So the European computer model takes us not out to this Saturday, but rather next Saturday, which is January 21st. Now, I took that 10-day period and I said, how much snow is going to fall in this 10-day period? So in other words, between now and Saturday evening, January 21st. And what it revealed was, this is now, this is a computer model 
prediction. But it, it just kind of, it, it's one of the tools that we as meteorologists have in our toolkit. And, you know, a, a carpenter will look at a job and say, I need a saw, a hammer, and a screwdriver. Well, a meteorologist will look at a forecast and say, I'm going to use this tool. I'm going to use that tool. I'm going to use the satellite. I'm going to use the radar. I'm going to use the temperature profiles. I'm going to use the soundings. You, we have various tools in our toolkit. Now, the total snowfall that the European computer model has taken all the mathematics and all the computer modeling and all of the equations and so forth and has come up with this. Between now and January 21st, three to six inches of total snow in northern and northwest Hartford County, in all of Litchfield County, except up toward Norfolk and Colebrook, where there will be over six inches of snow. And uh, then they, uh, the European computer model between now and Saturday evening, January 21st, has 6 to 18 inches for the Berkshires, for the Greens of Vermont, for the Whites of New Hampshire. So if you're a snow lover and you're a skier, patience is the, is, is the key word here because it, it, is, it is coming. Now, most of this is coming, as we hinted with that on the weather map segment, that low in Chicago, starting about a week from today. So in other words, late in the day on Thursday, January 19th, this Chicago storm will start impacting us. And the European model puts down those snow amounts. Now, I talked about northern Hartford County, western Hartford County, all of Litchfield County. What about the rest of the state? It appears that this this one will come too close to give Bridgeport and New Haven and Groton and New London uh, much in the way of snowfall. You, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer if you live in one of those locations. But if you live in the north and you live in the hills, we will start seeing some snow, uh, a meaningful snow, not not this little coating, meaningful snow about one week hence. Okay, so that, uh, that's the uh, the European model. Then you've got the, uh, what, GFS? Yes, the, uh, the GFS goes out 384 hours. So if you do the math, that turns out to be 16 days, Dan. So it goes through Friday evening, January 27th. So you see, we still have a long way to go in the month of January. It's only the, the, the 12th and we go to the 31st. So we still have quite a quite a bit of time in the month of January. So I wouldn't chalk up January as a lost month just yet uh, because some things could be happening. Now, as I said, this takes us out till Friday evening, January 27th. On the 23rd, Monday, that's Monday the 23rd, it has another storm threat that looks like one of those Connecticut mixes to me, Dan, how it's played out on the GFS, which would mean a combo of snow, ice, and rain, and the proportions will uh, be dictated by where you live exactly. So that's on the 23rd. Another day to keep in the back of your head is January 26th, where the GFS has another one of these 
they're, they're dual barreled lows, Dan. You know how a lot of times the primary goes up into the Great Lakes and then kind of starts to dissolve, and then the warm front along the Mid-Atlantic forms a new storm on the Mid-Atlantic and it comes up the coast. So it, it looks to me like the 23rd and the 26th, we have possibilities of that happening per the GFS computer model. And again, that's all of their equations that go into that model and so forth. And this is what uh, the GFS uh, comes up with for 16 days. We saved the best for last. And that, of course, is the Canadian model. Right. The Canadian model, Dan, goes out 32 days. So more than a month. So the, the Canadian computer model takes us out to Sunday evening, February 12th. On the 29th of January, the Canadian, so we said the GFS has on the 23rd and the 26th uh, storm threats. Now you start to see there every three days or so now how this pattern is evolving. So we'll pick it up on where the Canadian has jurisdiction beyond the GFS's 384 hours. So the Canadian is really the only game in town. They have a storm approaching on January 29th. And it's another one of these double-barreled things, go primary into the lake, secondary up the coast. So another Connecticut messy mix it seems in the offing, which would mean the snow, the sleet, the freezing rain, and the rain, again, depending on where you live. January 31st and February 1st, the Canadian has a snowstorm for Connecticut. Not only Torrington, Dan, but Mystic. I mean, it has the whole state getting a snowstorm on January 31st and February 1st. At keeping the theme with now we're in the shooting gallery and the storms are coming every three or four days, February 3rd and 4th, we've got another storm threat. This thing, though, could go out to sea. But the, the point is here that once we get beyond about a week from today, so in other words, about January 19th, we have enough cold air around and we kind of go into the shooting gallery. So we will have winter weather threats. I'm not going to say every single one is going to come to fruition, but we will have these winter weather threats. And when we've really only had one plowable storm back on December 12th, where we had maybe three to six inches of snow, this is going to seem like a very snowy period uh, that we could be heading into. December 5th, we have a general light snow over Connecticut, but you know what that is, Dan? That is an Arctic front. And I'll tell you, we've been talking about the sudden stratospheric warming right. and or weak lag, and then the cold air comes in. The Canadian is showing it. The Canadian. Well, you, said, you, said, you said December 5th. You meant March 5th or February 5th? February 5th, Dan. I'm very February sorry. 5th, Thank okay. you for picking All me right. up on that. But that, uh, that uh, sudden stratospheric warming that started at the beginning of January 2023, right, kind of coinciding with New Year's, uh, has come to fruition. And the, the bitter break from that, the two to four week lag, looks to be coming per the Canadian February, around February 5th, 
sixth, seventh, eighth. Now, I looked at the Canadian yesterday, and it had Bradley below zero, 7 a.m., the sixth, 7 p.m., the sixth, 7 a.m., the seventh, 7 p.m., the seventh, and 7 a.m., the eighth. That would almost be unprecedented. And it had us as cold as 15 below zero. Wow. Now, I am a winter weather lover, but I am not a masochist. <laughs> I, I hope that this does not happen. But today's Canadian is not as severe, but it is pretty darn cold. And it is predicting a bitter blast associated with that little bit of light snow on the 5th of February. And then that bitter blast continuing the 6th, the 7th, the 8th, and onward from there. But I'll tell you, Dan... I've got a little pond in the back of my property, and uh, this morning it was so pretty. There's the thinnest little layer of ice on it, and then the snow is accumulating on that. Right. Um, but I mean, I mean, even a I don't even think a squirrel could walk on it because the ice is not thick enough. But I will tell you what: ice skating, people who love ice skating and whatever. This is your time, I think, the first week of February going into the second week of February. It, it, it to me, looks bitterly cold. And then rounding out what the, um, the Canadian model has, so we talked about the bitter blast on the 6th, the 7th, and the 8th. They're bringing a snow and ice storm in here on Friday the 10th of February. So... The whole point I'm trying to make with this computer model tour, quote, unquote, is that we've got sort of a, what they say in politics all the time, a nothing burger for the next week or so. Then I think we get to winter. Um, so if, if I had to pin down the 30-day period, I think is going to be the most prolific in terms of winter weather here this year. I would say January 19th through February 19th. That would be my prediction on that. So do not raise the surrender flag just yet <laughs> if you are a winter weather lover. Well, Brad, one of the things I'm reading and uh, I'm going on various websites is that eventually that polar vortex is going to dip down deep into yeah. the continental United States. I'm guessing you're seeing the same thing? Absolutely. No no question about that, Dan. Uh, the, the, the sudden stratospheric warming changes the surface wind flow pattern up in the Arctic, up toward the North Pole. And this impact, like when we say an El Nino winter usually results in a mild winter in New England. That's a fact. Um, when we say an Enso-neutral winter usually results in a snowy winter in New England, that's a provable fact. Um, when we have one of these sudden stratospheric warmings, the Siberian cold 
and the Arctic cold plunges, usually east of the Rockies. So the central and eastern United States, typically there's a warm ridge along the Pacific coast all the way up into Alaska. And that helps guide that cold air, the polar vortex, if you will, down through Canada and into deep into the uh, lower 48. And it, you know, at times can go down to uh, Florida, it can go down to the Gulf Coast. So then you get that and you've got like 70 degree water off New Orleans and you've got the polar vortex sitting, you know, the, the sub-freezing temperatures down into Louisiana, that sharp temperature gradient, in other words, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, over a real short distance, lends to storm development. So then you get these storms coming out of the Gulf of Mexico and swinging up uh, on the front side of the trough, swinging up the eastern seaboard of the United States. So all of this stuff is kind of married. You have to have this to get that. And, you know, you get the polar vortex settling into the country deep down into the south. You've got those warm temperatures in the Gulf of Mexico. Voila, you get a storm to form. Then that storm rides up the coast. And that's how we get some of our biggest storms. You remember that... Um, so-called storm of the century, right. uh, March. Um, yes, I remember that. Yeah, and I think it was 1993. Yep. Yeah, March of 1993. Mm -hmm. But those come out of the Gulf of Mexico. They, so they've got, the, you know, they're, they're usually precipitated by these polar vortexes and the warm ocean water or Gulf water in short proximity. And you get the storm to form, and they're usually massive storms, and they come swinging up the coast. So we'll have to wait and see what happens when that um, really cold air gets into the country. But I, I, I had a boss at the first place I ever worked when I was going to uh, Lowell Technological Institute with, with Bruce DePriest, who was uh, over at Channel 3 for all those years. Bruce and I... Uh, you know, we had this professor named Dr. Curtis, but at a place that I interned while we were there at Lowell, a place called Weather Service Corporation, my uh, boss was Chief Meteorologist Bob Rice, and he did those, um, he guided those uh, balloon tours, not balloon tours, but balloon races around the world, and he was the Chief Meteorologist for that. Bob would say to me, rule of thumb, Brad, you never get out of Arctic air cleanly. So when we, what he meant by that is you usually get a big storm to break it all. So we'll see what happens. We'll have the Arctic air here uh, the first couple of weeks of February, and then we'll just have to wait and see what happens. It could lead to a major February nor'easter. But, you know, at this point, I'm not predicting that. It's just conjecture on my part. But again, the main theme of the podcast today, don't surrender on winter yet. And keep in mind these dates, January 19th through February 19th. I think even snow lovers will see their share of snow, enough to, enough to satiate them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on that note, as uh, we put this podcast together on January 12th and we sum things up, what does our immediate forecast look like? 
All right, the little bit of snow around this morning, Dan, uh, coating to half an inch, maybe an inch somewhere in Connecticut, will turn to rain during the midday and afternoon, and it will rain overnight tonight with rain accumulations up to an inch. Uh, temperatures today in the 30s, moving up into the 40s overnight tonight as we go into the warm sector, and then briefly into the 50s tomorrow, the cold front will sweep through. We'll see some brightening of the sky during the afternoon on Friday. Temperatures dropping into the 40s. We'll see some sunshine on Saturday, brisk and chilly. Temperature readings in the 30s. Sunday looks sunny with temperatures in the 30s. Uh, ML King Junior Day on Monday looks like a good deal of sunshine around. Temperatures in the 30s, maybe up near 40 in a few spots. On uh, Tuesday, an approaching low going by to our north, periods of rain, uh, temperatures in the 40s on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday, we'll see partly sunny conditions, temperatures in the 40s, Thursday, increasing clouds and colder, and remember what I told you, Thursday is January 19th, so our podcast next week, next Thursday, should be very, very interesting. Okay. On that note, anything else you'd like to add? No, my, my, uh, my Patriots are toast. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, they, they made a valiant effort, but, uh, how in the world you go from first in the league in special teams to last in the league in special teams is beyond me. And it's just, I think almost impossible for any team to overcome two kickoffs that are returned for touchdowns. I, 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 and also overcome the officials, Dan. And I, I usually don't complain no, about don't. officiating. I'm a baseball coach and I never, ever complain to the umpires, but I'll, but I'll tell you what, I will send you a video. There were three blatant calls missed against Buffalo perpetrated yeah. on the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, there, there was one offside. The guy was like halfway over the line before the ball was even snapped. And he, he, he caught us in the backfield. That was like a loss of 10. And then there were two pass interferences downfield. <laughs> Blatant pass interference, Dan. Brad Field could have called it. And I've had no <laughs> NFL uh, training, referee training. I, I mean, they were blatant calls, but it, it just, you know... Buffalo went through a lot and, yeah. and, and I was, you know, sort of happy to see them advance. But at the same time, I really didn't think the Patriots got a fair shake, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, on, onward with my Bruins now, they're, yes. they're, they're doing great. So, um, hang in my, my last piece of advice is to just hang in there. Snow lovers and winter weather lovers. There is the proverbial hope bright light at the end of the tunnel all right and that bright light looks to be snow i guess well that's going to do it for the bradfield weather podcast brad to you and sandy and our podcast audience have a great weekend and we'll talk again next week to you and susan as well dan and to our audience and uh thank you for listening and thank you for watching thanks brad the bradfield weather podcast has been underwritten by mccallan construction mccallan construction from the first dig to the last nail.